Welcome to this podcast being brought to you by Richard Urshik and TechTutorUSA.com. We hope you will consider us as your personal resource for seniors teaching seniors about and how to use today's miracle technology, including the iPhone, iPad, the Apple Watch, and Zoom for video chatting with family and friends. Now let's welcome the founder of TechTutorUSA.com and your host, Richard Urshik. Wow, thank you for another great introduction. Hi, everybody, and welcome again to my podcast, especially you baby boomers and seniors who want to learn more about and how to use your electronic devices, including your iPhones, iPads, Apple Watches, and Zoom for video chatting with your family and friends. I am your tech tutor, Richard Urshik, and this is episode six of what I hope to be many more episodes as we develop an online relationship with our listeners who get bolder, not just older. And speaking of online relationships, I'm going to begin by giving you my text number that I'd like you to use for any specific questions or to send me your email address so as we move forward, I can invite you to my Zoom online training sessions. Now, I know that many of you might not know how to text yet, but for those that do, my text number is 630-642-6500. That's 630-642-6500. 6500. And for those of you who do know how to text, why don't you send a text to that number right now and let me know you're listening out there so I don't feel like I'm talking to myself like some of us often do, right? Before I continue with this edition of my podcast, I'd like to introduce you to our new listener contest. Here's how it works. In this episode of my podcast, I'm introducing a listener contest in which attentive listeners can win a $10 Amazon gift card just for listening. Here's how it works. Somewhere in this podcast episode, I will mention and identify the year, make, model, style, color of the outside, and color of the interior of a classic car. Simply listen for it, and when you hear it, email the complete description of the classic car I mentioned to Richard at techtutorusa.com. Those who correctly tell us the year, make, model, style, color of the outside, and color of the interior of the classic car I mentioned somewhere in this podcast will receive a $10 Amazon gift card by return email. Now, let me repeat all that again one more time. Somewhere in this podcast episode, I will mention and identify the year, make, model, style, color of the outside, and color of the interior of a classic car. Simply listen for it, and when you hear it, email the complete description of the classic car I mentioned to Richard at techtutorusa.com. Those who correctly tell us the year, make, model, style, color of the outside, and color of the inside of the classic car I mentioned somewhere in this podcast will receive a $10 Amazon gift card by return email. Now let's get back to the podcast. I think I mentioned somewhere back in, I don't know, episode three or maybe four that I was surprised at who our listeners are turning out to be. Frankly, I thought that our listeners would be much more on the basic side of understanding this technology today, but I'm really pleasantly surprised that there are some listeners out there in our age group who are 
are pretty savvy regarding all of this technology. And one of them even texted me during the last episode and suggested I mention the hand washing alarm that's on the Apple Watch. So in this episode, I'm going to devote the technology side of it to the Apple Watch and tell you that considering this coronavirus pandemic, people are really concerned and conscientious about hand washing. And there's a built-in timer in your Apple Watch that actually times you through your hand washing procedure to make sure that you do it correctly and use enough time. To get at it, let me simply tell you to refer to your Apple Watch and press the crown on the right-hand side. That's basically the dial or the crown. After you press it, you're going to see that a window pops up. And I'd like you to scroll down to the Mercedes app. Now, that's actually the settings app. But remember, I told you it kind of looks like the Mercedes logo. Well, click on that settings app and then scroll down until you find the words hand washing. And when you do, just slide that little bar over to the right and turn on that hand washing function. And now your watch will actually listen for the running water and it will detect the movement of your hands. When you start washing your hands, it'll set a timer and it'll time you through the hand washing procedure to make sure that you wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. I mean, that's really cool that this thing can keep track of that, but it's a great reminder to make sure that you thoroughly wash your hands and eliminate that virus as best you can. And with that, I'm gonna cover something else regarding the watch in a little while, but I'd like to let you hear just a brief message from our upcoming sponsor, Eastridge. When you choose extended life care and aging in place, there's no better place than Eastridge and their 76 acre neighborhood setting in the beautiful tropical climate of Cutler Bay, South Florida. If you're not sure that a permanent residence is for you just yet, you can take advantage of their rental option. And within 90 days of your rental, you decide to stay on a permanent basis, they will refund your three month rental expense and apply it to your longer term stay. That's right. They let you try it before you buy it. What's better than that? If an active lifestyle, independent living, assisted living or memory support is what you're looking for, for you or for a loved one, it's all there for you at Eastridge in Cutler Bay, South Florida. Call Mary Scott Russell today at 305-238-2851. That's 305-238-2851. Ask her to schedule a virtual open house and tour for you and ask about their two person in the same unit special. You'll be glad you did. Now let's get back to where we left off in the podcast. Before we get into the next section of this podcast, the classic car is a 1957 Chevy Bel Air, two-door hardtop, black on the outside with red and black interior. Now for weeks, you've heard us talking about Halo Genealogy Services as our sponsor. I've learned more about genealogy and ancestry since I've met this company in the last few weeks than I've known in my lifetime. And it is really getting to be fun to look at your history. So today, instead of talking about Halo Genealogy Services, let's hear from Halo Genealogy Services. And let's talk with Tamara Halo, the founder of Halo Genealogy Services. Welcome to the podcast, Tamara. 
Hi, Rich. How are you? Thank you for having me today. It's our pleasure. Hey, listen, out of all of the professions to choose from, please tell our listeners what made you want to become a professional genealogist and help people discover their family history? Well, I think from a very young age, I've always had a strong connection to my family. And I guess I was in my early 20s when my mother showed me a binder that her great aunt, which was always the family historian, put together of uh, went all the way back to a revolutionary war soldier in our family. And from that point, I was hooked. I, first of all, couldn't believe that you could actually still find documents like that out there. Uh, Being so young and naive, you know, figured everything was just gone and destroyed. And also just knowing that I am a part of this history and, uh, and I am a product of these people and that were so determined, um, especially my Swedish side of the family. Uh, My grandmother, uh, her mother came over when she was seven by herself with a, uh, an uncle and left her whole entire family. And just the determination and the strength that I have found in my family, uh, I, I really had a connection to that. So I, I got my library degree and along with my education degree that I already had, I thought this would just be a perfect complement. And I would be able to bring that amazement and satisfaction to other people and help them discover who they are and where they come from. Wow. I just find this so personally fascinating. What's the advantage of someone hiring a professional genealogist? Well, I feel that it's it's definitely beneficial when you get to, a, if you want to do it on your own and you get to a point where you've hit that proverbial brick wall that we all talk about in genealogy. And a professional genealogist has gone a step above uh, the hobbyist in that we have a repertoire of search strategies that we have learned over time. We also have an extensive knowledge of the records that are available and those that are still available that are going to help you point to whatever you're looking for. Also, we know where to find those records. And I think that's key. Um, so much is online now, but it that is only a fraction of what is actually out there, especially when you move and start researching in other countries. Uh, you have to actually get into the archives and get into the, the local town records. And that's where the expertise comes in is, is really being able to take it offline and move beyond what is available just at the click of a mouse. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that brick wall because since I've taken an interest in this, I think I'm getting close to it and I'm so glad <laughs> I met you. <laughs> When you work with a client, how does the research process begin? Where do you start? It starts with an interview and finding out exactly what the client is looking for, because it's one thing to say, I want to know everything about my family, which is is some for some of us a 
20, 30 year long endeavor. Uh, but to really narrow down what it is that they're looking for if, and, and to start small, uh, look for a particular grandfather or great grandfather and then go from there. And then it goes to asking some questions about that person and, and finding out a little bit more about where they lived, where they came from, the time period, the location, things like that. That's very important. And then I asked my clients to really dig into their closets and their attics and find what exists because any little detail, and, and you can't even imagine the smallest little detail, can really help open up. Uh, an avenue of research. So it's very important to really find those resources at the home level, even if you start digging in your family's closets and attics. It's, it's really important because no having that edge up really helps with the research once you get into the, the, the basics. And once you get past the basics is where all that comes in. Yeah, that that uh, questionnaire that you sent me was so helpful. I mean, it, it at least helped me gather my thoughts as to where to start this. Mm-hmm. How do you go about gathering research? Well, I start uh, I start online, and um, that's the, the best place to start. And I really start uh, tracking the family and the censuses. That's that's the the important thing. And once you get them narrowed down to a time and a place within those 10-year time frames is when you can start getting in the in-between years. Uh, if the ancestor that you're researching is, uh, is an immigrant and came over, you need to find out when because there's Ellis Island, research and then there's all the other ports and yes a lot of people did come through Ellis Island but there's so many other ports that they could have came from and time frame has a lot to do with that so after I move uh, past the censuses and put them in a place and a time that's when you start looking into immigration records that's kind of where we're at with your research right now Rich Um, you you can't really go beyond that until you have those documents in your hand. And that's when the research really opens up and uh, you can start uh, tracing to the other side of the pond, as we say. And it's, it's also important to really zone in on the, all of those American records that you can before you go across the ocean. And that will really help you narrow down where you're going to be looking at in, in, in internationally, which especially um, in countries uh, like Austria and Hungary, where there were so many boundary changes. So it's, it's really important to narrow everything down on state side before you start jumping over and getting those, those uh, naturalization papers and immigration documents is the first step in that. Yeah, again, when, when you showed me my grandparents' immigration papers, that, that just really opened my eyes. You also mentioned online. What can be found online and in libraries besides just names and dates? So much is out there. Uh, I really love finding newspaper articles that have people's ancestors mentioned in them. Uh, people today uh, mention Facebook. 
and they're like, everything's on Facebook. Everybody puts their life on Facebook. Well, that's how newspapers were way back when. Everybody put their life in a newspaper. They put who was visiting them. They put um, uh, who had a baby, who got married. Uh, that was the day's Facebook. And you would be surprised how many names are in them. There's also several um, culture newspapers uh, that uh, – and religious newspapers that are also really interested to look into. And um, a lot of these newspapers were brought about to preserve people's culture in the big city that they moved to. And you'd be surprised how many names you'd find in there of your ancestors. Uh, there's also other things that could be found like pictures. So many pictures have been put in line online, um, maybe not so much of your ancestors, but maybe of the cities and the uh, buildings and the streets that they grew up around. And that's always really, really cool to find as well. Um, there's diaries that you can find, uh, especially in archival situations where people have donated diaries with names and dates and information. Uh, there's uh, manuscripts, which are basically papers that haven't been officially published. They're located in archives and libraries and uh, histories of the communities and the cities that people grew up in. So there's uh, in the uh, in the 1800s, there's something called mug books. And those were basically um, people had to pay to be in them. But a lot of the the more affluent families did pay because it was a history of the county or, or the area, and they wanted to be a part of that. And, and they would put their whole family history in these mug books. And they could be on the shelf in a university library or an archive. Or there's, there's just so much out there. And once you have the basic information of your family and where they lived and, and the, the circles that they ran in, you can really run from there and, and start locating some really cool stuff. Well, well. Our listeners have a lot of time on their hands. What if someone has the time and wants to research their families themselves? Can you teach them how to do that? Oh, absolutely. That's one of my favorite things to do, as a matter of fact. Uh, I've been an educator for over 25 years, and, and I really, really love teaching people how to do their research. Um, I love doing it for them, which is great because it teaches me so much and helps them discover a little bit more than they might be able to find themselves. But doing it yourself is so rewarding. And I really like to empower people to take that journey. And because that's that's half the fun, or, or sometimes even more than half the fun, is making those discoveries yourself and, and having those wow moments yourself. Um, I have wow moments all the time. My dog, Maggie, next to me gets to hear me go, woo, when I find something. Um, but to find that yourself about your family, that's a really, really touching moment that you, you can't live if somebody else is doing it for you. Um, I have an online class right now that teaches uh, researchers how to use the number one free family history site. I know all of us have heard Ancestry.com, yes, because they have you know millions of dollars to spend in advertising. But there is an alternative to Ancestry, and that's called Family Search. And you can find a lot of what you can find on Ancestry. And there is more than is on Ancestry. Uh, and there's no uh, subscription price. It's free. 
And I like to get the word out there that that's available. I know a, a lot of people are on uh, fixed budgets and Ancestry at $400 a year is quite expensive. So there are options out there. Now, Ancestry is important and it is important to use because there is stuff on there that's not on FamilySearch. So they complement each other well. So this class that I have teaches you how to really get into that website and to understand it. I found that so many people I talked to before I made this class found the website very hard to maneuver and it's very uh, difficult to find their way around. So this class really helps you uh, understand the website and how it works and help you find the things that you're looking for. So that's my first class. And right now I'm in the process of writing a second class, uh, putting a curriculum together for a second class uh, that I hope to have out in uh, January. Uh, and it's a, a basic research class for people just starting out. And then um, that hopefully will be available. And it, it'll be great for beginning researchers, but also good for people who've been doing it a while because I'm gonna touch on some things that you might not know of already and some uh, strategies that I use, even though it's a basic class, there's still important strategies to make sure that you you have in your tool belt. And, and so it, it's, it's gonna be a great class for everyone. Wow, thanks for all of that, Tamara, and thanks for the few minutes you've spent with us here today. And you know, I can finally say thank you personally for introducing me to your online class and also the Family Search website. If our listeners want to reach Tamara and begin a family search, they can reference the website halogenealogyservices.com. That's halo, H A L L O, genealogyservices.com. Or you can send an email to info at halogenealogyservices.com, or you can even reach them by phone or text at 786-842-7720. That's 786-842-7720. Well, that was really fun. Thanks, Tamara. As I said, I have never known the excitement of ancestry until I met you, and finding my grandparents' marriage certificate has just, I don't know, it's like it came from another world. It was so incredible. And now I've got it as part of my familysearch.com record for my ancestry and genealogy tree. It's really fun stuff. I, I just can't thank you enough. And for our listeners, here's another interesting comment. We've got another text from a listener who said that since you're talking about the Apple Watch, don't forget to mention the nightstand mode, which is, <laughs> thank you so much for reminding me, by the way, I use that nightstand mode. It's really incredible. And most people don't even know it exists. But again, if you press the crown on the right-hand side of your watch, you'll see a tab or a, a line item that says general. Tap on that word general, and then scroll down to the words nightstand and turn on that nightstand mode. And when you do, and you put your watch on the charger at night and you set it on the nightstand next to your bed, the watch will actually glow with the time and the day and date. And it'll glow for just a minute and then it'll go dark. And if you wanna use it as an alarm clock, you can simply set an alarm or during the night when it's dark, you can simply tap on the dresser or the nightstand that it's sitting on and the face will illuminate and tell you the time. So it's a really cool feature for an Apple Watch. I really love it. 
All right. Well, we've taken about enough time for this episode. Don't forget Halo Genealogy Services if you want to start checking your ancestry and possibly leave the results to somebody in your family. It's really fun. And you can use their training class and do it all yourself if you like. You can use them for their involvement as much as you want. Also, don't forget about our upcoming sponsor, Eastridge. It's an incredible place. I've personally had a tour. It's kind of breathtaking. And with that, I mentioned the classic car for the contest. If you can just email the information about that car to Richard at techtutorusa.com, everybody that correctly identifies it will receive a $10 Amazon gift card to your email. And with that, Thank you for listening to this podcast from techtutorusa.com. It was brought to you by our sponsors who we highly recommend. We hope that you have had some fun and that we have helped to simplify some of the complicated for you. Please check back often for the latest episode of this podcast. For more information about techtutorusa.com, you can reference their website or you can contact Richard directly by email at richard at techtutorusa.com or by phone or text at 630-642-6500.